0: welcome everything is fine you're listening to fork and bullshit the good place podcast i'm jason
1: and i'm vivian
0: we'll be the mcs of this never-ending demon con
1: this week we're talking about season four episode five employee of the bear it was written by joe mandy directed by beth mccarthy miller and it aired october 24th 2019 let's get right into the recap
0: Janet is locked in a magnet jail in the Bad Place, enduring Vicky's attempts to torture her. Michael and Jason struggle to think of a plan to save her, and Michael chooses to restore all of Jason's afterlife memories to maximize their chances of survival. It's time that you remember everything we've been through. Now prepare yourself. This might be intense. Oh, dear! As they walk the halls of the Bad Place, Michael and Jason come upon Michael's employee of the Barami photograph. Michael reflects on his past, scared of what he'll encounter in the bad place.
1: Michael and Jason sneak into Demon Con, where Sean is talking about the future of torture for 4,000 hours. Michael walks on stage pretending to be Vicky in a Michael suit.
0: Let's begin with slide number one of 7,000. Nice speech, not. What's up, dingus?
1: Michael calls Jason up on stage. He tells Sean it's Glenn in a Jason suit, built to torture Janet. They bring Janet out on stage and Jason tells her he loves her. Janet pretends to be tortured, and their plan is ruined when Vicky shows up.
0: Jason reveals he's carrying bad Janet's lie detector. Michael confronts Sean, and he tells the audience that humans can improve, and so can demons. He begs them to open their eyes to the truth. Humans are capable of self-improvement, and so are we. And down deep, Sean knows this is true, too. Vicky tries to lure Michael back to the dark side, and he responds by exploding her and the Michael suit. Jason, Janet, and Michael run away. On their way back to the neighborhood, Janet informs Jason that Blake Bortles was replaced by Nick Foles. He's surprisingly okay with the news. Foles!
1: Back in the neighborhood, Eleanor plans a lake house trip for the four subjects. Derek is in charge of the neighborhood, while Bad Janet is handcuffed to the fridge. And yes, it goes about as well as you can imagine. Eleanor assigns Tahani the task of hosting the humans' getaway, but Tahani longs to be more useful to their mission. I'd like to be more useful. What is it that you
0: Americans say? Uh, insert me, coachman. Put me in, coach.
1: Chidi doesn't go to the lake house, citing his fear of swimming in lakes.
0: Derek loses control of the Janet babies.
1: I, you said you could handle
0: this! Yeah, well, it turns out being a single father to 300 kids is not that easy, Eleanor!
1: Okay.
0: Tahani returns to the neighborhood to fetch Cheety. She and Eleanor try to distract Chidi from noticing the chaos outside by pretending they've created a puzzle for him. Eleanor sends Tahani back to the lake house, but she stops to talk to Derek. She sees him struggling and advises him to reboot himself, so he'll become more advanced. Here we go. No, no, no. Don't kill me, me! Don't do it! Uh, huh. Now why is that so hard? I kinda
1: you know what? I see what I gotta do. Just kinda look at this Derek Derek reboots himself and all the Janet babies cease to move. Eleanor figures out a way to make it work. She tells Cheety she wants him to believe he's safe, that he can trust Eleanor enough to try new experiences. She blindfolds Chidi and walks him through the neighborhood littered with Janet babies. Tahani and Eleanor deliver Chidi to the lake house. Tahani feels she's useless in comparison to the others, but Eleanor reminds her of her strengths and the purpose of her parties. So we got a little bomb dropped on us in this episode when Michael says that he has restored Eleanor and Tahani's memories. Excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> 300 years of memories?
0: When did that happen?
1: Yeah.
0: Why weren't we there to witness well,
1: this? I, gr- I agree. I'm so
0: bound. I would have loved to see Tahani's reaction when she found the reboot when her and Eleanor were soulmates.
1: Oh. That would have been a good reaction to yes, see. Yes, <laughs> yes.
0: So I don't know. I think I'm, either that was just a throwaway. Like we need to remind people that this happened. Mm-hmm. Or it's a deleted scene from earlier episodes. Right. And they just were like, hey, this episode, this scene was deleted. We need to have something to reflect the change or something. I don't know.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a bummer that we didn't know.
1: Yeah. I get the reason that Michael did it um, to show Eleanor and who are, I guess, in a higher position of authority, really, um... What they've, what Michael has already done, what they've been through before, um, just so that they have the best chance of making this experiment work. I get that. Uh, I think it's also a lot of fun to know that for the first time in three seasons, they're fully themselves. They have all of their memories. They, like, Eleanor remembers the first experiment. They mm-hmm. all remember the first experiment now, except for Chidi.
0: Right. We just don't get any any reaction. Yeah. Like, we don't. We didn't even know that Eleanor had all her memories returned. We only knew the, about those select few, where her and Chidi were a thing. Mm-hmm. So it would have absolutely been nice to see some kind of acknowledgement.
1: Right. For us to understand that Tahani knows she wants loved jason Mm -hmm. and they almost got married that one time right yeah that you know he pretended to be her soulmate the first time around yeah it would have been interesting to see that and know that they had those memories while they were interacting with other people Mm -hmm. yeah for sure
0: and that scene uh, as well while they're on the the pump car hello green screen my (laughs) old friend oh
1: wow it was really bad (laughs)
0: Yeah, uh, a couple times this episode we see some not great green screening, but I guess I I understand. Like, you can't really put them in the desert when they're on a soundstage.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was just a bit surprised because this show is usually better at visual effects and their visual effects guy is pretty good, so... It's a bit surprising to see such an obvious green screen. It does take you out of the scene a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure that we both looked at each other when it started up and we're like, oh, oh. that's not great. Awkward. <laughs> yeah. The scene with Tahani and Eleanor at the end also yeah. very obviously on a set. Yes. Yeah. Not great.
0: Also, in that uh, desert area, I saw a four-headed skeleton oh. on the ground. It, it would almost looked like it could have been Cerberus, that, um, which is the, the Hound of Hades, the oh. guard of the underworld, basically. But okay. Cerberus normally has three heads, um, although he did have 50 heads in the original poem, which was written uh, in like the 7th or 8th century B.C., So
1: he got a head reduction.
0: Yeah, certainly. (laughs) But yeah, it's typically three heads. So either it was like, it's just like, Hey, this could be the similar type of thing. That's guarding the bad place that died a long time ago.
1: You know what I think it is. Do you remember all the way back in the first episode of the first season? Eleanor asked to hear what was going on in the bad place at that time. And someone said, The bear has four mouths, something like that. So maybe it was like a four headed bear. Oh. Right?
0: Maybe it was. It was like a four
1: headed flying bear, and we saw it, I think, in one episode, maybe in season two. Okay. Flying through the sky. Yeah, that's what I think it is. Okay. I didn't actually notice the skeleton, but now that you say four heads, it absolutely could
0: have been a bear. I can't really tell the skeletal structure of a dog versus a bear, but. It definitely had four heads. Maybe it is. Maybe that's it. Maybe you got it.
1: Or maybe, maybe, maybe this bear had four mouths, but it was like each side of the head had a face, you know? Right. Like some of those statues that you see.
0: Yeah. That's freaky.
1: A lot of mouths. Except, you know, then they can't independently eat, so it's not the best. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) We also get a nice little, well, a nice little, a big sign that says you're now entering the bad place, population your mom, in case you didn't uh, see that part.
0: Just helpful to let people know that we're actually going into the bad place.
1: Yeah, wrong. In case you missed it. In case you
0: missed (laughs) the whole plot.
1: It's interesting that there's like a tunnel to get into the bad place. And it's just that easy. There's like this tunnel leading into the medium place. And yet, to get to the good place, you need to, what, go to the front gates? Which are where?
0: I I think it makes sense, because why would anybody want to go to the bad place? So they don't really need guards or anything. Uh, So if anybody is trying to sneak in, then great. Come on in. (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) Peel off your skin. Sit yourself down onto a bed of nails. (laughs) Here, here's a complimentary Welcome cup Welcome to my of home.
1: Pail off You know. <laughs> Just make yourself uncomfortable. <laughs> exactly. I like that. Okay. So we get a bit of a Michael story in this episode. Last week, we sort of predicted that Jason was going to be the focus. And we do get a little bit of Jason, for mm-hmm. sure. But I felt like most of our focus was on Michael and Tahani, this episode. Hmm. Um what did you think of Michael's story?
0: It was very similar to last week's, in my opinion, uh, okay. when he was scared of peeling off his Michael suit and showing them his true form. Yeah. It's like when he saw his picture on the wall that it just reminded him of a, a different time, the mm-hmm. time when he's not really that proud of anymore. Yeah. He's just reminiscing about how good he was at his job and thinking about that is, kind of sad
1: yeah i like that michael pointed out the demons can get better too um and we did have eleanor say that last episode as well like it doesn't really matter demons can be good so it's not just human beings that can improve it's also you know any agent of the afterlife as well like Mm -hmm. every person is capable of improvement so it's kind of nice because I mean, we've been joking around saying, like, Brent is irredeemable, but the show is basically telling us no one is irredeemable. Everyone can get better. Everyone should try to get better and make that effort. So, that's nice to see.
0: Even Janet's getting better, quote-unquote. Yeah. Like, she's just growing as a being. Mm -hmm. So, maybe bad Janet's can... Well, we've already seen bad Janet being able to pull off being a good Janet, so there's growth there. It's... I mean, obviously, it comes with being reset a bajillion times, but...
1: <laughs> so in this episode, we see Michael seeing this employee of the Bear Me, uh, photo. And we also see him talking to himself, kind of, Vicky in the Michael suit, telling him, you know you're a demon and you're always going to be vile and cruel and disgusting and welcome home and all of this stuff that's trying to lure him back to his old life. And we see him explode Vicky in the Michael suit, exploding himself and maybe his past life, right? Mm -hmm. Do you think that we're done with Michael's insecurities about that time in his life?
0: I don't think we'll ever be done with it. I don't think he'll ever be done with it. It's always going to be kind of a black spot in his past right but maybe he'll be able to move on and just kind of accept that that's something that he did in the past and you can never erase it you can just learn from it and grow from it and just try to be better
1: right and maybe he'll be able to help other people other demons if any demons choose to change maybe like glenn
0: you know alcoholics anonymous (laughs) So it could be like a demon reform meeting, like, hey, guys, I was once bad, too. We can get better.
1: He could be like a a improvement sponsor. Right. Kind of thing.
0: Kind of like in Wreck-It Ralph when they say, you know, just because you're bad guy doesn't mean you have to be bad guy.
1: Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did you see that one of the um, employees of the Barami was just a panda? Yeah. Just a panda.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's, like, an inside, like, thing that the um, the visual effects guy tries to put in to, like, a bunch of different visual effects. They hide pandas in this show. Really? Yep.
0: I didn't know that.
1: And if you remember back in, I think it was season, yeah, it was season two, Jason suggested some sort of plan about ride the magic panda and learn its power something like that. Right.
0: That was one of their plans.
1: Yeah. That was one of the little panda inserts in this show. Hmm. So. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of neat. I tried to zoom in on some names and mostly they were fairly regular names. Nothing super surprising. No, I saw online that some people uh, were saying... Some of the employees of the Beramy were the same photographs that they used in Parks and Rec for uh, the different council members. Oh, okay, so that's kind of neat. A little little link there. That'd be funny. Yeah,
0: I've noticed that the bad place is surprisingly well organized. Okay, <laughs> so they have conventions. Yeah, they've got museums. They've got cocktail parties, ribbon cutting ceremonies.
1: Because all of those things are awful. (laughs) 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 I don't. (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) But it's just
0: surprising. (laughs) They're not chaotic. Everyone's very, you know, put together. They're all well-dressed. They're all very polite, sitting down, clapping. It's just kind of funny. Like, the the juxtaposition there of the bad place and everyone's a jerk. And yet, they're also, like, sophisticates. Like, they wouldn't be out of place at, like, a Tahani party.
1: Right. Except for the way that they speak. Oh, um, absolutely. <laughs> and the things that they applaud, For right? sure, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's that, like, it's reminiscent of the 1950s, right? Everyone is dressed in that kind of glammed up way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people are sitting around smoking and it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's interesting, though, yeah. yeah. You, but you make a good point. It's not this... Chaos that you would imagine it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like that about it though. It almost just seems boring and arduous and ugh, bureaucratic in the worst way, right? Oh,
0: yeah. Like his 4,000 hour presentation that's 166 days. Oh my god, 166.66666 repeating, of course.
1: Yeah, and like. Is only a section of the demons going (laughs) to this because otherwise there are a lot of people not being tortured right now. Maybe it's their summer break.
0: Maybe (laughs) automation tools. Uh, Ah, yes, that's true. The butthole spiders
1: are taking care of it. Right. Even though they're getting a little bored, but.
0: One of the signs I thought was really great because it has obviously, obviously, the bad place uses like corporate jargon. Mm-hmm. Leveraging next-gen torture workflows to disrupt iterative engagement ecosystems. So...
1: That doesn't mean anything!
0: It's just blah words <laughs> that are just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever invented corporate jargon should be in the bad place. Yeah, they I think are. they
1: deserve it. Yeah, <laughs> they, they definitely
0: are. Uh, also on that, um, the Demon Con poster is trust stabs. Painball, mm. team building exorcisms.
1: Oh, I like that. That's fun.
0: And so, um, and also Zapline.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> and Ultimate Frisbee. So, I don't know. You may recall the mm. Ultimate Frisbee guy in the Bad Place Museum, which was the first white guy to grow dreadlocks and call Ultimate Frisbee Ultimate.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: Of Jason loved that guy.
1: This guy rules! I feel like it's torture if you play Ultimate Frisbee with me because I can never direct the Frisbee where I want it to go. Most of the time it just continues with the arc of my arm and then ends up like halfway behind me. I'm not good at Frisbee, guys. Don't put me on your team <laughs> for anything. Um,
0: anyway, speaking of corporate jargon, Uh, Weird Al has a really great song called um, Mission Statement, which is on his 2014 album, Mandatory Fun, which is just four and a half minutes of corporate jargon explaining that a company is going to increase their numbers. But the song is just literally just corporate jargon the entire time. And it's fantastic. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's kind of tiring at the same time because you're like, you're not saying anything new. You're just repeating the same thing over and over again.
1: Yeah. Just different words. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So It's how I feel trying to work on a resume or looking at
0: job descriptions or job required skills. Right. So they're all like, they're all the same.
1: It's just, it's just, oh, let's see who has the biggest thesaurus, right? Like that's, it drives me crazy. That's
0: all it is. Yeah. Why use many words when fewer words better (laughs) i don't know the office line i know it's i know it's some quote
1: right Yeah. yeah i really i enjoyed this this setup right um it gives jason and michael a really great opportunity for their plan and it was just another fun insight into the bad place instead of just having them wander through the halls in and out of people's offices it gave the bad place a little more life, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right?
0: And uh, I really liked when Vicky Michael shows up on stage beside actual Michael. <laughs> I was like, oh, we're going to have that switcheroo moment that we didn't get last episode. And right? then immediately I was like, wait, Vicky can just take off. Yep, there she goes taking off her suit and never mind. Yeah. That switcheroo thing would obviously not work, so I'm dumb. But yeah. <laughs> anyway <laughs> it would
1: only work if they were both trying to convince someone that they were michael right right then you wouldn't be able to take off the suit
0: or if she was like oh the zipper's caught yeah and then that would just be really trying too hard <laughs> uh,
1: plus it's a fun opportunity for ted danson to get to play vicky playing michael right that's, yes that's, that's fun
0: I'm sure that it's every actor's, like, (laughs) dream to be able to play um, their character as somebody else and then just testing out their acting chops.
1: Yeah, it's a fun week for Ted Danson, right? Right.
0: He got to do his weird laugh at the beginning.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, he got to do the weird laugh, but not right.
0: Not even close. Not
1: with the spirit of Michael. It's more of a delighted giggle, okay, Vicki?
0: So, (laughs) Michael's little speech which we did mention last episode, I believe, we thought maybe he would be able to talk to a bunch of other demons and maybe convince them or something. Mm-hmm. So do you think it reached anybody? Will it cause unrest in the demon community? Maybe there'll be a group that forms who believe in Michael and maybe there'll be like a work strike. I don't know, just spitballing, but like...
1: Uh. Do you
0: think maybe it reached
1: anyone? I do don't think so.
0: Do you think the show is just not the direction the show is going to go?
1: I just don't... I don't know. It's it's interesting because the Bad Place employees, or the demons, I guess, um, they all kind of thought that Michael's uh, performance and everything was just that. It was a performance. Right, like They a thought bit. it was part of Demon Con. And so I don't know if anyone took the time to take what Michael was saying seriously. Right, exactly. Um, it's interesting, though. Like, he says they committed torture as part of a moral balance of the universe, you know, light and dark, and uh, and then that's not really true anymore, and the people that they are torturing can be better people. Um, I mean, he puts it all out there for them, so hopefully he's reached somebody, but I don't imagine he has reached a lot of them. I don't think this is going to spark some sort of coalition against torture or whatever at the bad Mm -hmm. place. Right. Because really when you think about it, Glenn was already kind of not that bad, right? He was pretty mild for a demon, you know? (laughs) Yeah,
0: he really was.
1: Yeah, not the most, uh, not the spiciest salsa in the mix. So he might have been a little bit easier to sway than Mm -hmm. other demons yeah so one of the last things i want to say about the bad place is can you explain to me what this joke is about um the what in the world uh what in the kevin spacey's (laughs) christmas message to get back on to his show yeah what was that so (laughs) If, Obviously, like, I I under, I know what happened with Kevin Spacey right. and all of the, the, you know, yes. it was an open the secret in Hollywood, all that yes. stuff. Right. I get so, that. What is the Christmas message?
0: Uh, he recorded a bit playing his character on House of Cards, talking to the camera as if he was that person, but also kind of like a subtle wink to his own situation, being like, guys... I'm not dead because they killed his character in House of Cards, right? And they're saying, well, if you didn't see it, it didn't happen. So I'm still here and I'm not going anywhere. Also kind of like, hey, I'm not going to jail (gasps) for this. It was really fascinating to watch because he's such a great actor, which sucks. But seeing him do this and like kind of like winking to the camera the whole time like, Guys, I ain't not going anywhere. You can't arrest me. You can't put me in jail. I'm gonna go back on the show, and because Frank is not dead, so they that didn't was put him back on the show. No, right? they didn't. Okay, good, okay. So that was that was the whole thing. And it's if you haven't watched it, I definitely recommend watching it because it's it gives you those like those willies. Like you're watching <laughs> like you're watching a serial killer talk about his crimes and uh, as if they're yeah. not that bad and like. The world will forgive me. Just gotta, because the world still loves me.
1: He is a great actor, but I, no, 100% <laughs> no. I can't watch any of his stuff anymore. I can't. Sorry, bud, but it's, you're always going to be that guy now.
0: <sighs> you
1: made your choices. You got to live with him. <gasps>
0: Separating the life from the work is, it's tough. Like, there's a lot of actors that I can do that with, like Tom Cruise. I know he's crazy. But he's a great actor, and he's so much fun to watch. He puts everything in every role, and he's so dedicated to his craft. I just can't not watch him.
1: Yeah, I think it really depends on the actor, the way that they behaved after any stuff came out. Mm -hmm. It's tough. It's really tough. Yeah. And then the last thing I wanted to say about The Bad Place Is that I like that we're calling back to Vicky's acting roots that we got in season two when she was trying to be uh, this new character that wasn't directly involved in Chidi's life. And she was thinking of a fun backstory and how she has a limp because on earth she had a limp and she has uh, she has cats now and she doesn't want to be locked up because she's a Ferrari. Oh, Vicky. (laughs) Yeah, I just thought it was a lot of fun. I love seeing her be the terrible actor stereotype that she is.
0: Oh, I didn't know that I had an understudy.
1: (laughs) With such disdain, just dripping from that sentence too. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. So let's go to Jason. Jason wasn't exactly the center of this episode, but he had some really good moments, I thought. Um, it just goes to show that he's still on his journey of improving. He's doing it a lot slower than the rest of the gang. Um, but we explicitly point out that we're working on his impulse control. And Jason 100% listens to Michael. Mm-hmm. He says, I want to explode a bunch of demons, but you told me I should wait. So I did, you know, and I, I still had a plan. I had a backup, but I didn't let that impulse control me And do something that could have got us into a lot more trouble. Mm -hmm. Right?
0: And he acknowledges a bad plan, too, when he asks Michael if this was part of his plan. And Michael's like, (laughs) no. And he's like, well, good. Because, you know, that would have been a bad plan.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. He, uh, He still doesn't seem all that scared about the demons in the bad place. I mean, that's not his big fear when he gets there. Which
0: I thought was really sweet. yeah he's more scared about him and janet and how they're gonna be together and whether (laughs) janet's still interested in him and michael's just i think michael's looking more at the big picture
1: right yes uh i just think it it shows us that safety is not jason mendoza's number one priority (laughs) i
0: mean we're kind of (laughs) we kind of knew that from the start
1: yeah but we're just reinforcing that because like on Earth, he behaved like he was invincible all the time.
0: All the time. And
1: that has 100% not changed now that he's in the afterlife. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it, it's good to see Jason and Janet back together. Um, I like how they use that, that code to let each other know who they really are. Yes. When Jason says girl and she says not a girl, that's a good moment because... Janet really could be confused. Not, not sure if that is Jason, but mm-hmm. in that moment when he says all of those, thi- all of those nice things, but then punctuates it with girl. Yeah. That's the moment. You know. I mean,
0: she is drunk on magnets, so.
1: That's true. Meganuts. My guy, I'm <laughs> Um i not. The impulse control thing's interesting because we've mentioned it a few times this season. And it really makes me think back to that theory. Um, and I'm sorry, I can't remember who it was, but the theory that this season is really just the humans completing the judge's test. Right. Because that was her test for Jason. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Maybe that is kind of what's happening here.
0: Sprinkling little hints here and there.
1: Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. No. Now, what did you think about Michael's line... Um, That he has to re-erase Jason's teen years. That was a weird moment.
0: (laughs) It's just a throwaway. Yeah. Right? Like He was just an idiot. So it's probably best to get rid of those memories lest they influence his future actions.
1: (laughs) A lot of Molotov cocktails back in Jason's teen years. Probably. Yeah. Just interesting, you know, selectively uh, taking some stuff out, maybe.
0: Selective editing of your personality.
1: Oh. See? That's weird. That's weird. But then again, I definitely know some people that if they could erase moments in their lives, probably would. Just embarrassing ones.
0: Moments, people, whatever.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Very eternal sunshine of the spotless mind.
0: Exactly. Moving on to Derek. You definitely Mm. called his issues with the neighborhood in our last episode. Oh, yeah. Because I didn't think that the show would go in that direction, or I kind of hoped it wouldn't. Yes. But it did, and I'm glad it got resolved quickly.
1: Yes. It didn't play this giant part in the B story.
0: Right. It was a couple... It was probably like 10 minutes of... shenanigans (laughs) shenanigans <laughs> and yeah you're absolutely right Derek was not able to control the neighborhood
1: it turns out being a single father of 300 kids is not that easy Eleanor <laughs>
0: yeah, but the throwaway line that I really liked from Derek which was I wasn't technically designed for this but to be fair I wasn't designed for anything
1: <laughs>
0: I feel like that's a really motivational thought
1: right like uh- If you're ever struggling
0: with a task or a job and you're scared you're not good at something, you just realize that nobody's designed for anything. And all you have to do is just work at it, just like everybody else. Nobody's born innately good at becoming a computer technician or becoming a brain surgeon. They just work at it. Everyone just starts off with a blank slate, just like you.
1: Right, right.
0: Nobody's designed for anything. We're just designed to live and breathe. Everything else comes from our hopes and dreams.
1: Aww. <laughs> I feel like it's inspirational, but at the same time, if you look at how Derek handles things in this, it's episode.
0: unintentionally inspirational.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Everything Derek does is unintentional.
0: <laughs> but I, I, but the way uh, yeah. he also ends it is nice too. Like he's right. kind of like it's uplifting. Like hey, but technically, I wasn't designed for anything. That's okay. So I can do it.
1: Yeah, why not? Doesn't I'll give matter. it a shot. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, I I truly love him in this episode. I think he has the best lines in this episode. And Jason Mansukis is just so funny. His facial expressions are off the charts. Hilarious. Off
0: the charts.
1: <laughs> I particularly love the scene where he has to reboot himself and he is trying to work up the courage to do it. And all he does is tricks himself <laughs> into doing it. That was so great. Oh, and the way
0: the way you do that ah. is that's what you should do if you're ever doing something that you're scared of, like when we went ziplining. <laughs> when we went ziplining a couple <laughs> weeks ago, yes. That moment where you have to walk off the edge. You just walk. You just you have to trick yourself. Like, don't look, don't think that it's gonna happen. You just got to go. Right. If you focus on it, it's not going to happen.
1: Yeah. So
0: just, just go.
1: (laughs) Oh, he's just so funny. Oh, man. And as he's
0: getting stressed out and like his hair is wild, his eyes are wild. The
1: clothes is in disarray. He's just a wreck. Yeah, he truly is. I also love, absolutely adore the running gag of random objects in martini glasses and champagne glasses. So funny. So good. I want to dress up as Derek. No one would get it. Makes me sad. <laughs> anyway.
0: <laughs> All you'd have to do is wear a white suit and have a glass full of random objects.
1: Yeah. Scrabble tiles.
0: Yeah. Beautiful, Slick your hair wonderful. back. Easy.
1: Yeah. Uh, what do you think?
0: Because at one point he kind of smells the Scrabble tiles.
1: Yeah, he does. What do you, what do
0: you think they smell like?
1: Um, knowledge.
0: Mm, I was going to say a dictionary. <laughs>
1: Ah, uh, thesaurus uh, yeah <laughs> that's the bad place version yes <laughs> um so you and i were talking in passing earlier this week and you said like you were worried that they were using derek a little too much this season do mm-hmm. you still feel that way
0: yes but i understand why
1: okay. like
0: it is a means to an end. like they do have to have him there because janet had to be kidnapped and someone had to run the neighborhood so and we
1: couldn't trust bad janet to do that
0: oh absolutely not i wouldn't trust her to do anything (laughs) so
1: personally i don't think that they're using Derek too much i think we're getting a nice splattering of fun ridiculous Derekness. i think that they probably have inserted him into episodes that they didn't really need to have him in um because the fans love him you know i get it i love him too I don't think that the story with Jason and him was particularly relevant, Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. but it makes sense that they would have him there because they are in the medium place and Janet would need assistance to do this giant task. So
0: So now that Janet's on her way back, do you think there's still going to be that issue or is Janet going to convince Jason that there's nothing going on with her and Derek and he doesn't have anything to worry about?
1: I think that they're done. With that, I don't think that that's really much of a story. So I'm hoping that they're finished with all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it may have just been a way to get our characters in that place where Jason would believe Janet is breaking up with him. Right. Right? So hopefully that story is abandoned once Jason and (laughs) Janet get back to the neighborhood. They can just... Be happily ever boyfriend, not a girlfriend. Yes. So and then maybe eventually married and they play that fun in sync song again.
0: Tears off his sleeves again. Yes.
1: I love the Jason and Janet wedding. It's yes. so good. Okay. <laughs> Should we go to our other couple? Tahani? Yeah, Tahani and herself. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, Tahani and herself. This is the other couple.
0: <laughs> Tahani and herself.
1: What are your thoughts about this? story this episode for her
0: uh i don't know i was mad about it it was just i think i get i get it like i get where she's at um she's so desperate to be useful and she doesn't feel like her hostess skills are good enough anymore
1: yeah
0: and or that they aren't as meaningful or as helpful as everybody else like Mm. she feels inadequate and i guess we can all really relate at some point in our lives we all kind of feel like what we're good at or what our job is isn't as important as maybe somebody else's job or mm-hmm. you know the other jobs that are out there like sure i'm working at you know uh, a fast food joint and i really i'm really good at it but it's not really that meaningful
1: i'm not saving people's lives i'm not
0: out in you know the rainforest planting trees or right, you know saving yeah. endangered species Yeah. But we do what we're good at. We do what we need to to survive.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's tough. I think I didn't mind this, actually. I thought it was fun because I think it's the beginning of some proper Tahani character development, which I think is long overdue. Mm. Um, I think I pointed out in an earlier episode that I felt Tahani hadn't really changed a whole lot. She was still very focused on throwing parties, and she was name-dropping people left, right, and center, which she kind of stopped doing for a little while. She at least, like, reduced her name-drops, I think, in season three, so it was... She definitely amped it up this season. Well, Um, she didn't
0: even name-drop this episode. She she almost did.
1: She almost did. I still don't really get that reference, but she almost did. Yeah, I thought it was good. I was a little bit frustrated with her because... It was like, yeah, honey, I get it. You want to help right now, but we need to figure out a plan for that. You can't just go all willy nilly with this. Mm -hmm. Um, And right now we actually do need your hostess skills because these four humans kind of need to bond. So I was already at the like Eleanor (laughs) end of the episode. (laughs) Frustration. These four human beings are actually so important for the fate of the entire universe. So yeah. I think what you're doing is pretty important right now. But I also thought it was a lot of fun to see Tahani mess up so many times this episode. Unnecessary. (laughs) She was so so funny, though. She was so funny in the ways that she kept making things more and more difficult for Eleanor. Mm -hmm. When she comes in um, to Chidi's place and she's trying to hide... That all the Janet babies are going uh, hog <laughs> so wild funny. and she's, she's tangling herself up in the curtains and then uh, she says, oh yeah, and then the, the, the puzzle leads you to the true meaning of the universe. Like, excuse me, Tahani, stop. Stop making it worse. It's <laughs> unnecessary. And she says that a unicorn was killed. All of these things that just, Tahani, just stop. Just be quiet. Just don't. But it was, it was great. I liked, I liked that the, the end wasn't just, hey Tahani, you're, you're more valuable than you think you are. Eleanor points out that, yeah, the only reason she's actually good at this stuff is they had very different lives. Mm -hmm. Eleanor had to struggle to survive and Tahani was kind of given everything to her. So yeah, she doesn't have those skills. Right. And those are important skills, not ones that you absolutely need to have, but her adaptability is a little low and maybe she can work on that
0: yeah absolutely and I like how she says like I want to be able to do something important later on yeah and I immediately was like okay that's a little nugget that's a little secret of what she's going to end up doing as her role at the end like in the afterlife after the show maybe in like the epilogue or something like 400 years later, this is what everyone's doing. Oh. And Tahani's going to be in charge of helping... (laughs)
1: Welding. Welding. (laughs) You
0: know, helping people uh, maybe understand their worth or how they can use their skills in good ways instead of bad ways or something. She'll help people. But I think that was a little hint at what she's going to be doing at the end.
1: Right. She's going to have a more, quote, unquote, helpful, useful, valuable job exactly right yeah okay cool not that party planning isn't like fun and useful and mm-hmm. making a memorable event anyway just saying
0: somebody who's done the yeah. same thing for their entire life kind of yeah, wants yeah, yeah. to mix things up y- a little y- bit 100%. <laughs> um, I, a hundred
1: percent um a little moment that i really liked uh, of tani's this episode was when she said what am i welsh <laughs> and elnor responds with are you i don't know no right <laughs> that was great that was so funny. I never understand the difference between British and Welsh and... I, I don't know. You're in different parts of the world, I assume. Um. Anyway, I thought that was funny because I'm, I'm 100% Eleanor. I'm like, wait. No, you're not. No. You have that, like, posh British, like, like London accent, right? So you're not Welsh. And the only thing I know think that I know about Welsh, because I'm not even sure that I know this part, is that I'm pretty sure that they have a town that has, like, this ginormous name that almost nobody can pronounce, and it's, like, 50 letters long or something. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Look it up. Welsh town. Very long name. (laughs) And go. (laughs) These are the things that I Google. (laughs) We um, do
0: a lot of research for these. Yeah.
1: So, so much research. <laughs> um, So, to our actual couple, as much as I love Tahani and Tahani, there's not a whole lot of Eleanor and Chidi in this episode. Um, But the little parts that we do get are fun. I feel like there's some good connection between the two of them and it almost feels like the writers are leaving little breadcrumbs. And I'm wondering when Chidi's going to grab himself a little snack.
0: Mmm. You know? An Eleanor sandwich. (laughs) I thought Eleanor was kind of a jerk to Chidi at one point. What? So when she tells Chidi that she left him 4,000 clues and he found like five. (laughs) That was so unnecessary. (laughs) She didn't leave him any clues. (laughs) She didn't leave him a treasure hunt. You didn't need to say that whatsoever. You just wanted to feel superior for a moment like what the heck Eleanor come on
1: I think she's taking a page from Michael's book absolutely
0: in season two episode nine leap to faith when Michael's leaving them clues that he was still on their team he's like well I left you like 12,000 clues just in case you know because you're primitive minds so I thought she was definitely taking a page out of Michael's book yeah
1: 100 percent um but I liked it because it was just like a moment of don't even worry about it. It's fine. I just left like so many glues and you got like none of
0: them. It's but another instance too. where Eleanor can have one up on Cheedy.
1: <laughs> she doesn't get to have it she often, doesn't okay? Get. That's true. Yeah. And he's uh, holding
0: like a lamp and a ball?
1: Soccer ball. Soccer ball. Which yeah. Where, weird. where
0: did he get the soccer ball?
1: Yeah. I feel like Cheedy wouldn't have a soccer ball. No. Hey, didn't we have a flashback of him trying to pick for a soccer team? Yes. There you go. There you go. When he
0: was a small child.
1: Yes. So, that's the connection. <laughs> there you go. You got it. <laughs> I-, I got it. Um, I'm concerned about Chidi and Simone.
0: They're pretty happy together.
1: That's not why I'm concerned. Okay. Although that moment did break my heart a little bit when Eleanor had to witness the love of her freaking life. Yeah. Kissing a beautiful woman who's mm. very intelligent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Heartbreaking. But I'm a little concerned because Chidi and Simone seem to be really uncomfortable and unhappy to be with John and Brent all the time. Simone constantly makes comments about Brent. Um, You know, I don't think that's the first time he's yelled at gardeners before. And she has to point out to him that it's not okay to call Chidi brother and all these different things. And then Chidi, at the beginning of the episode, has this (laughs) <laughs> this kind of like, mm, 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 awkward moment that you didn't really <laughs> you found confusing uh, when John says he thinks that Janet is going to get some plastic surgery work done. Mm-hmm. It's just, it makes me worried about how convinced they are that those two people belong in the good place. Right. So I still feel that they're going to figure out that those two do not belong there and that's going to jeopardize the experiment, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And they are very intelligent people, so
1: And we're getting we're getting hints of it. We're getting little nuggets, you know. Mhm. So Hey, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: I'm all for throwing wrenches in the gears. Like yeah. this could be exciting.
1: It's it's interesting because we predicted or you predicted that this neighborhood experiment was going to be over by now, um, that the show was going to have twisted the premise at some point. But it really feels like we're sticking with this experiment now. Like we didn't... I'm giving it one more episode. Okay. Okay. All right. To episode Um, six. It's just, it's surprising in comparison with the last couple of seasons when we've twisted everything on its head or flipped everything on its head in the second or third episode. Right. Right. Or wrapped up like
0: a storyline really quickly. I'm like, okay, that was what you expected. Now we're going in a completely different direction.
1: And this is, the pace feels a lot more like season one. Yes. Yes. Slow and um, steady. Yeah, and we didn't really get a lot of consequences to their visit in the bad place. Like, they they just leave, and Janet destroys the entrance, and that's it. Right, We didn't yeah. see demons coming and chasing after them. Michael and Jason didn't get captured. It's almost like, okay, so Janet was captured, and now we've got her back, and so we're back at where we were in episode one. Like, they're... We have to do something with that, right? Yes. So I'm very interested to see what we're going to do. I'm very surprised at the pace this season. Very surprised. Yeah.
0: I think one of the big complaints about last season was the pace and how it felt very fast. And we're, like we mentioned before, like we're going from country to country to country and so many different places all through the the season. Like we don't Mm -hmm. have time to breathe. And this is like we're almost getting too much time to breathe.
1: Hmm, okay.
0: I don't mind the pace, it's just I don't want it to be so slow that nothing happens.
1: Right, we still have a lot to do in this season. Yes. And we only have 12 episodes, and we are...
0: Almost halfway through.
1: Yeah, we are. (laughs) We're gonna see episode 6 tomorrow. So, overall, what were your thoughts on this episode? Do you like it?
0: Yeah, I always like seeing the bad place, and interacting with the demons is fun. I'm glad we got to reconnect with Janet and her and Jason got to get back together Mm. and reunite and Michael got to blow up some bad guys. Yeah. So that was fun. (laughs) And we got to see more Derek. So yeah, overall, it was a good episode. I enjoyed it. I'm just apprehensive, I suppose, about the future.
1: Right. How much they'll get done in this season.
0: Yeah. And it is the final season, guys. We only have like seven episodes left. Of the show.
1: I have faith. I have total faith in these writers.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: They're going to do great. For sure. The next six episodes may be at a breakneck pace. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe they will be. It's building
0: up to one complete shirt show.
1: Ooh, okay, okay, okay. So, my last, my final comment about this episode. Is that we name dropped Sarah Michelle Gellar.
0: Name drop.
1: Oh my God. I know that we didn't name drop Buffy, which is just like a slight against humanity, but whatever. She still got name dropped. I was just so excited. Sorry. Anyway.
0: I know a lot of people kind of (laughs) make fun of Sarah Michelle Gellar for her crying scenes in Buffy and all the shows that she ever does because she looks so bad when she cries.
1: Are you kidding me? When Buffy cries, I cry hundred percent like a lot She of... gets those no, the glassy no, eyes and no. oh she gets me a hundred percent i yeah i cry when buffy cries i cry when willow cries i cry when most people cry when willow show. cries it's
0: like a puppy dies it's very depressing
1: yeah and when buffy cries it's like a cat dies it's also very depressing that's just my personal thoughts on.
0: All I all anyway. I think about when I think of Buffy crying is that one gif of her going
1: <laughs> Okay, but come on. That's that's comedic crying.
0: I know, that was very comedic crying.
1: <laughs> I'm hoping that if Sarah Michelle Geller has not been watching this show that someone will point out that she's been name drop and she'll go, "Oh, okay. I should watch that show." Do it. Do it, Sarah. Do it. Please. It feels weird to call her Sarah. Anyway, do it.
0: <laughs> Thanks to everybody who submitted their entry for winning our Fork and Bull shirt keychain. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will announce the winner on Facebook and Twitter in the next couple of days.
1: And that brings us to the end of Forking Bullshirt, a Multiverse Radio production. If you're a fan of the show, please leave us a review and a rating on iTunes. Tell your friends, your neighbors, your demon con attendees if you want to join the conversation we're on twitter at multiverse radio and facebook at multiverse radio podcast please use the hashtag f so that we can find your posts and you can always email us from our website www.multiverseradio.ca i'm vivian
0: and i'm jason
1: thanks for listening